Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Ready to get your glitter on? Then head to Worlds of Fun Grand Carnival from July 23rd through August 7th for a larger than life shimmering celebration. Join the spectacle of color, a dazzling parade of floats, performers, music, and beads that sweeps across the park. And take your taste buds on a world tour while dancing to music after dark. Save over 45% with a Carnival bundle, which includes admission, parking, and three food tastings. Only at worldsoffun.com. Yeah, we are in Rigby's after a penalty game of football was played a couple of support today. It was Everton nil, Arsenal nil. Uh, loads to talk about the manage beforehand, and it felt like the players weren't really interested in the game either. Uh, Les Roberts and Nick Preble are here. They were at the game. They were interested in the game. Um, what do you say about that one? Uh, I'll come to you first, Les. I was at the game, but I wasn't necessarily interested after about the first five minutes. Um, two teams who didn't want to lose a match there, I think. Uh, two teams not in great form although you know although we picked up good results in the last few games I think those games and the intensity we've played taking a toll on the team uh, so Ferguson made changes today uh, brought Sigerson into midfield and he was pretty much anonymous for the whole game Stevie did alright at right back but the changes that came in I, I didn't think we looked as good as we've looked for the last half hour against Leicester against Man United or against Chelsea. I know we had to make the changes, but I don't think they were particularly positive. So, yeah, it's not really much to say. It's just, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's tough to know what to say about a game where not much happened apart from Jordan Pickford making a great save. Yeah. I don't think we tested their keeper once, which from the intensity we've been playing on the last few games, it, it's disappointing, isn't it? But it's a point. Yeah, I think uh, the word is underwhelming, isn't it, for today? Um, I think picking up Les's points about Sigurdsson coming in, it's interesting because we probably had more midfielders, you know, registered midfielders on today yeah. than we had of late. Yeah. But actually, um, didn't feel like we did at all. Um, yeah, we, we, we still had the... Uh, a reasonable defence, a decent attack, but just complete disconnect between the two. Um, and I'm sort of neither happy nor sad with the points. 
Um, I, I, I feel like any either team, if they really wanted this, they could have taken it. Um, we were, as we say, quite lethargic from from our recent games. Arsenal just decided they were happy with their points away from home, leading up to Christmas in the busy festive period. Um, it, it did seem like both teams were settled for it, and that's what we got. Yeah. Uh, Adam Sutton is here as well, and Matt Floss might join us as well. It's one of them. We're roping everybody, and we can't because uh, there's not much to talk about in the game. Uh, don't have you heard there, Adam? Just the lads giving their initial thoughts on the game. Uh, what did you make of it today? Yeah, um, just to echo Nick and, and Les's points, I think the difference between maybe today and with Chelsea uh, a couple of games ago, Chelsea came with a real impetus to, to come and win the game, and I think that maybe fell into our hands a little bit more than today, whereas Arsenal. They're struggling as much as us. They haven't had a win in however long. So they came and, and, and as the lads have said, kind of sat back and, and took a point. Whereas it might have suited us more if a team came onto us and allowed us to hit them on the break. Um, I thought there was some some good performances, but some yeah some pretty pretty poor performances. There's some lads out there that look like they need a winter break. However, never going to happen. So I hope uh, Carlo comes in and really puts a rocket up some of their asses. Yeah, um, Matt here as well. Um, is the one positive in all this, Matt, is that we were looking at this set of fixtures as being utterly horrendous. You know, we've had Leicester away, Liverpool away. You know, we had the cup game against Leicester, sandwiched either side by United, and, and the game against Arsenal. Had the Chelsea match in there as well. But on the other side of that now, at least, and Carlo Ancelotti is coming into it. He's got Liverpool away coming up. He's got Man City away coming up. But it's going to get a bit easier from now on in theory yeah but that would mean Everton breaking the habit of a lifetime wouldn't it I mean it's been the pattern under silver and you would hope that it doesn't carry on with Ancelotti that we tend to do alright against the bigger sides and then just completely lose all focus against those languishing at the bottom of the table usually around us so um, I think Ancelotti's got a bit of a dilemma coming up as well because you could look at that team and say a lot of things need to change some signings need to be made but we've also got a big injury list so it's a bit of a stick or twist for him in January isn't it it's, it's going to be a question of whether or not he actually brings in a lot of players or sort of sees what comes back off the treatment table as and when uh, everyone's all over the place here let's see who can grab uh, Nick uh, come, to, come to you everyone's just scattered all over the booze and it's great it's Christmas time it's one of them um, positives from the display today yeah, the lads at the back I think probably the, the main ones um, but Yeri Mina was man of the match for me today um, he's had a few ropey games you could say at, at the moment well the last few weeks um, struggled with injuries but he looked fully back on it again today didn't he yeah I think the, the defence that started the match were great um, <laughs> I, I you know having palpitations when Michael Keane came on um, but yeah I think both Yeri Mina and Mason Holgate have uh, got a lot to be proud of from the, from the past couple of months they've really um, I, know, I know we haven't kept a clean sheet in a while apart today but um, they, they really have been solid at the back um, obviously you just spoke about Mina then Holgate is, is the one that's both surprised and um, I guess he, he, he's the one that's like you know when he's stepping into midfield I don't see anyone else of our centre arse doing that um, and you know when Michael Keane came on today I, I, want, I didn't, didn't hesitate that he will be um, the pass yeah yeah the, the pass I'm not, I'm not, I, I, I don't want to mention Michael Keane at all yeah. I don't want to give him any any, any, any space on this podcast um, but Holgate yeah I'm, I'm really proud of him um, in midfield I, I never saw him in that position at all uh, and Briggs play up he split a couple of passes out to the left wing for Luca Dean at times looks quite short in that position doesn't he um, and the absolute comical situation we're in with our midfield at the moment um, I wouldn't hesitate to put him back in in Boxing Day as well 
Yeah, I think I think that was a big, a big sort of show of faith in Holgate that he, he did put him in midfield ahead of you know ahead of anyone else. Sigerson was very lucky to stay on uh, because he was anonymous for a lot of the game. I think there was a, there was a staff for match season before yeah, seven so, hours. Yeah, he's got seven hours about creating a chance for open play, and he also only completed twenty passes in the entire game today. He's been absolutely dreadful. Uh, he, he was totally anonymous today, but uh, yeah, just, just to echo next point there about Holgate, he's he's really stepped up. Um, yeah, he's really stepped up and he's coming to his own and I'm made up to see it because we always saw there was a player in there and I think he would have been the first to drop out if, if Zuma would have come in. Yeah. Um, so there's all sorts of cheering going on ahead of the day. Everyone's in, everyone is literally here. One, one, thing, one thing I do want to say about today's game, though, from an Arsenal perspective, how much of their players hate each other. <laughs> because they, they let one of their own players die in the corner of the pitch. Not one of them went over to the referee and said, our mate's injured there. They just, that is totally, totally dysfunctional team there. Makes it a bit galling that we never got anything out of the game apart from a point. But I think... Um, I think Arteta's got a hell of a job on his hands there. Yeah. We just talked about the defence there, Adam and Al, you know. Certainly Holgate and Amina were good, I thought. Sadibi had another good game as well, all things could, you know, he was, he was ill. Um, I think Angelotti's probably looking at that, thinking there's, there's, three, there's three parts of the, the back four that are playing really well there. Luca Dean's a little bit off it at the moment, not, not quite fit, but, but certainly those three lads thought were really good today. I think it's, it's definitely a foundation to, to go off from, from Carlo's point of view. Like, I think when we're looking at an Everton team, in, in the recent past it's been one that's fragile one that struggles to keep clean sheets from set pieces and, 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 and breaks easily when, when I'm put under pressure but as you say I think Mason Holgate has really stepped up uh, Yeri Mina seems like a figure that's trusted and, and the lads around him seem to, to know that he's, he's going to do the right thing at the right time and yeah the likes of Sadibi and Luca Dean are, are really reliable I thought I spoke to, to Les and Matt and I think Chibnall Sadibi going forward maybe was was not the best game he's had today but when he's playing and when he's he gives you that real strength and grit and, and, he is, and like, he's not afraid to, to leave a foot in he's not afraid to to go tight he's not afraid to to really play that game and trust his ability which was, is something that we've been struggling for from a, a fullback perspective we seem to have two of them now granted Luca Dean's been maybe off the pace recently whether the injuries have, have altered him slightly but I think going forward Carlo Ancelotti will be really happy with the foundation of that back four and then for me it's, it's the midfield that needs to be built on and, and obviously the injuries have, have really slowed us down but in the future I think we've got a good squad we've all said we've got a good squad you just need to come into to place and click um, the other the other aspect of the team Matt I think the thing that probably knocked us off balance a little bit today was that early injury for Alex Awobi um, the change was made to bring Cheng Tosin on and put Richarlison out wide and I was a bit surprised by that because I think Richarlison was causing a few issues early on up front against David Luiz and Chambers and it didn't really feel like we got back into our stride again after that substitution No, I was surprised at that one because it seemed to change our system yeah. and you, you would have thought that you'd want to keep the system and bring on Bernard which suggests that he might not be fully fit yeah. and then Is it, he definitely in the squad today? I'm not, I, 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 I don't know yeah. he, he was warming up in front of me so I hope he was <laughs> otherwise he's just having a bit of a yeah, bit of a yeah. laugh isn't he? But, um, but the fact that he's on the bench and he's clearly not fit to come on it does ask you know it begs questions of why he was even on the bench I mean why not just put put a kid in there do you know what I mean clearly you've got a new manager in the stands everyone's everyone's happy as it is you're against an Arsenal side which are in a very similar situation to us you feel like you've got little to lose by just throwing on someone like Anthony Gordon 
so. Yeah. Uh, see you else. Can grab Mike. Mike the Ashes here. Mike, come and come and join us. Um, just talking about we've done the defence, we've done the overall performance. Um, a bit disappointed that Everton didn't really put Arsenal under siege at any point in that game, second half today, or is very much a case of the product of what's happened over the last few weeks? Do you know what? If that game would have been two weeks ago, I would have been fuming that we wouldn't have put them away and properly battered them. But you know what? They played three games in seven days. The squad is paper thin at this point. They've had no midfield. Tom Davies is basically midfield. We should stop calling it midfield and just call it Tom Davies. Even they on the right hand side today. Well, so. It's like so it's basically. Delft took his role for the, just one midfielder end up having to take off a midfielder and put a centre half on to improve your midfield options that sums it up so do you know what take a point on the chin five points from games that we were never thinking we were going to get points from in the first place I'm quite happy with it yeah. um, overall then you know like I said there's not much going on when it comes to, to the game and what happens today um, how do you reflect on Duncan Ferguson's four game tenure in charge I think it's probably fair to say he's over it you know He's exceeded expectations massively with what he's done so far for us. Yeah, I, I think he would probably admit that himself. Uh, I mean, it was a thankless task lashing him in for those games coming up. We, we were looking at the December fixture list. Just quickly, do you think the change today by bringing Keane on and putting Hallgate into midfield instead of going a bit more attacking was him just thinking, I'm just going to protect me uh, unbeaten record a little bit here before I do uh, sail off into the sunset? Yeah, I think it probably was, wasn't it? Because if you look at like Man United and Leicester, he just lashed on loads of strikers and went for it. Which, to be honest, I think helped us at Man United because it pegged them back a bit. Yeah. They couldn't just attack us in waves at Man United at work. Today was a different game. I think we said at the start it was two very, very cautious teams who didn't want to lose. I think Douglas Ferguson wants to protect that, which is fair enough. He's done himself absolutely no harm. He's, he's gone from a lot of people saying, oh, he's just put out the cones, to, oh, actually, he might actually make a decent manager here. He's been a lead of the football club, but he, he has, needed one, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, and it's not just been the sort of, like, rabble rouse and, like, right, let's get straight into these kind of thing. He's made some very good tactical decisions. Um, the Davy Weir sub today wasn't one of them, but you know, to be fair, he's got his unbeaten record. Can't argue with that. He's, he's done great, and it's been enjoyable going back the game. Today aside, it's been enjoyable going back the game, and like that's what we're all in it for. Yeah, I think uh, on behalf of the Blue Room, thank you, Duncan Ferguson, <laughs> for your unbeaten run. Are you, are you now the official spokesperson <laughs> of the Blue Room? Are you? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but in a sort of more serious note, you know, it's um, it's a transition now that Duncan Ferguson's got to go through. He's 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 been yeah. the interim manager. It's gonna be interesting to see how he slots into the pecking order with with you know Ancelotti's backroom staff, etc. Wouldn't be surprised if he went somewhere like um, an SPL team. Uh, you know, took over the, the tenureship there if, if an opportunity came his way. You wouldn't blame him either if that came across. But um, yeah, very happy with him. He. Boyd us when we needed it desperately at that point of the season, so um, um, delighted with his with his performance. I think you can argue actually that Duncan Ferguson might have had a massive impact on the employment of Carlo Ancelotti actually, because if you're walking into a team that is still with Marco Silva up until the end of this game, which has lost the, the Carabao Cup tie, which has, has drawn maybe one of the three, lost against Chelsea, lost against Arsenal today, and you're walking into a side which is 19th. I don't think he takes the job, actually. So I think that the, the man deserves massive credit, and, and I know a lot of the lads, part of the Blue Room, and, and Evertonians will probably agree with me in the way that I, I didn't think he was maybe the right man for the job, but I've been 
so happily proved wrong and and I think as Nick says I think he he really deserves something out of this whether that be a, a constant stay in the Everton uh, backroom staff with more uh, to know more of a say in what goes on or, or getting a first team job somewhere else whether it be a Scottish Premier League side or maybe lower down the, the, the English pecking order but He's, he's done fantastic things for the club and, and, and he's really, really, really put another string in his bow when it comes to the management side of football. Yeah. And uh, last word, I'll come to you, Mike. Uh, Angelotti sat in the stands today between Marcel Bratz, obviously Farmashiri and, and Bill Kenwright. Uh, a few shrugs of the shoulders and shaking his head. Uh, feels like he's very much in tune with the Everton mindset already. Oh, definitely. There was one <laughs> exasperated shake of the head mixed him throwing his hands up into the air. It was like, Carlo... I've been there so many times before, mate. I, I can't be bothered with just making him bald. Like, this is the one manager. Don't make him bald, Everton, please. He's got a great head of hair on, to be fair. Yeah, but most of them do at the start, don't they? Like, look at Ronald Koeman, basically looking like Phil Mitchell at the end. If there's one fella you don't want to make look suddenly awful, like, imagine that deal for his wife. She's planning. We're going to do Vancouver for Christmas. It's going to be lovely. Nah, we're going to swap exactly. After all, yeah. After we're going to Canada, yeah. swap the Amalfi Coast for Merseyside. And it's going to be quite cold. And I will probably lose my hair in six months. But, you know, it's lovely. But on like a more serious note, you you say before the game today that you felt this was important to win, given what's coming next. Um, how do you feel about the fixtures coming up for Carlo Angelotti? But what do you look at these fixtures and think, this is a good opportunity for me to get points on the board? Or what, what are you prepared to only come in today against Arsenal? You were quite weak, rallied home crowd, you know, it could be a bit sleepy on Boxing Day, come in at Goodison Park, and that could make for a tough game for the first up. Well, the next two games, is Burnley and then Newcastle, they're massive games now. And this squad, as, as I'm sure everyone is saying, they are knackered. They've been playing for no, with no midfield for like a month and a half now. Bare bones, and we've seen it. Like, I think it was the first half against Leicester, everyone really realised, Jesus, this squad is tired. And it was the same again today. Sloppy passes, that sort of stuff just creeps into your game. And I think it's going to be a case of get the winter break with as many points as you can under your belt. Use that four. 14 day break to actually give them a bit of a rest get some more bodies back and then you can solve they can really look at it as an opportunity yeah uh, there we go that's it it was another good support today uh, Carlo Angelotti was in the stands Mikel Arteta was in the stands ever since players were stretching for the ball all day and kicking it out to play yeah, it was one of them days at Goodison Park uh, yeah we'll speak to you again very soon uh, this is the last post-match reaction of the year thank you all for your support this year have a great Christmas and we will speak to you again oh sorry Mike's next year not, not the year not of the year we've got loads of games left yet the last one before Christmas good job you're here Mike good job you're here uh, but yeah it's been one of them days but uh, we'll speak to you again very soon have a great Christmas ready to get your glitter on then head to Worlds of Fun Grand Carnival from July 23rd through August 7th for a larger than life shimmering celebration join the spectacle of color a dazzling parade of floats performers music and beads that sweeps across the park and take your taste buds on a world tour while dancing to music after dark save over 45% with a carnival bundle which includes admission parking and three food tastings only at worldsoffun.com Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.